What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the living room, or TLR for short. I am so pumped that you are here. We are so pumped that you are here. If you have no idea what you stumbled upon or you forgot since last time, TLR is a podcast and a community where we talk about life and faith and honestly whatever else comes up. We created this community for anyone who wants to join in on these conversations. If you want to get more connected with us, finding us on Instagram is the best way. We'd love for you to join us, meet new people, and get connected with all the different things we have going on around here. Don't worry, we linked all that in our description. Well, that's enough for me for now, but wherever you are in your life journey, we hope you enjoyed today's episode and it inspires you to continue this conversation and to take your next step in your faith journey. Enjoy. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the living room. We are so pumped that you are here today in our living room. We got Tyler. Yeah, what's up? We got Molly. Hey, Nate. What is up? I'm so excited for this. So, we uh we are continuing our I believe this is gonna be a three part uh series uh talking about emotional health and so I uh I know that's something that you both have thoughts <laughs> on. You might even have disagreeing thoughts. So this is gonna be a fun episode. But let's just start off there what what do you guys think about emotional health what 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 are you thinking about when we say that we've been talking about it as a staff tyler i know you got thoughts Lead I, us off. I, I think uh, a lot of people are emotionally unhealthy mm, are not, you me, one of them? not me not <laughs> me just other people i'm really good at gauging when other people need help and i'm here to help them <laughs> That's what I feel i'm like an expert i at. just need to set the scene for everyone yes please that tyler is currently wearing sunglasses, so <laughs> when we look at him, he's protected and less vulnerable. I'm yes. trying to be. I'm trying to expose you guys, not myself. So <laughs> that's, 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 that's why I'm here. That, I'm glad we have such a qualified person speaking <laughs> about emotional health. I'm sure you can open up and give us examples. This is gonna be a great thing of what not to do more than what to do, and mm. I think sometimes that's half the battle. <laughs> is don't be like Tyler. Got it. So. Got it. Well, I'm glad that we're there on that. Molly, what do you think about when we think about emotional health? What's stuff that comes to mind or things you've been processing? Oh, man. First of all, we're recording this like in the middle of the two busiest weeks of ministry yep. of the year, which is just hilarious to me. The perfect time to do it. I just one of the emotionally unhealthy is awesome. Yeah, yeah it yep. feels like yes. the time that I'm the most unhealthy emotionally because yep. like there's just no margin mm -hmm. in my life currently. Um, oh. And probably won't be until like October. <laughs> so I'll, I'll already have one point of disagreement already because there's going to be six more coming up. But I think I'm actually the most healthy when I'm busy, which may be a bigger issue to talk about. <laughs> but I do feel like I'm more. I don't I, know how that could be. Possible. I have more routine. I have mm -hmm. more structure when I'm full time working than in the summer. If you know our jobs, we're very light. Mm -hmm. We do different things, but it's not normal and it's not consistent. And so that's when I'm the emotionally unhealthiest, to be honest with you. But anyway, I, I, I mean, I kind of, I kind of get that because I mean, in the summer for me, it can be easy to be like, I mean, again, with our, with our job, like our summer is so free, like you said, Tyler, and I can get so into like, I don't have a routine. I, you really have to like work hard to set the routine when when there is not anything external doing it. And I don't have to be emotionally unhealthy because there's nothing I really have to live up to in a weird way. I think you don't have to be emotionally healthy. 
Yeah, that's what I meant. I don't have to be emotionally healthy because yeah, cause it's just your family. It's I mean. just my family and my own <laughs> life, and that doesn't mean as much. Obviously, <laughs> no, I, I do. I just think there's more at stake in a lot of ways when I'm busy and people um, need me, and so I feel like there's maybe more pressure for me to be healthy that I mm-hmm. have a routine to do it. But yeah. once again, maybe this is showing my shadow of all the crap I need. To what, what's the shadow? What's yeah. the shadow? Define that for us. Uh, I don't even know if I like the word baggage, but I do. It's 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 the things we bring into conversations that have nothing to do with other people, but have to do with yourself. It could be experiences. It could be your life. It could be your emotions, your insecurities, the things you hide. Yeah, motives that you have. Like, yes, yeah. and I think we all have shadows, and we all expose them at different points. And I think, man, we could talk about this. Like, there's so many scenarios I can. When I get angry, when I lash out, when I get insecure, all those things have to do more with me than the other person. Mm. I don't think it's all emotions. Like, emotions aren't bad. It's the emotions that are, like, unnamed and unchecked, Mm -hmm. I think, is, like, what contributes to your shadow more than emotions. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, because the thing about emotions is that, like, you can't control when they pop up. Like, 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 they're there, but where I think the shadow part comes in is that like when when you don't define it or you don't say this is the emotion i'm feeling or this is why and stuff it can influence your decision making then and influence what you do and how you say things and if you don't know that 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 emotion or that thing is there that motive i mean there's so many different things it can be but if you don't know that that's there then it is impacting your life your decision making your whatever and you don't even know it yeah being unaware about it that's the hard part so I don't know if you can ever get rid of your shadow completely. I think that's the goal. It's always going to be there in some way. Oh, for sure. At least parts, maybe a new one that pops up, whatever. It's being completely unaware of your shadow. I think that's the most damaging in my book. Yeah. I don't think the goal is getting rid of your shadow. I think it's more of like acknowledging it and accepting and it. For you, it's not the goal. Okay. <laughs> I'm get rid of it. <laughs> Tyler just wants to like run away from. He wants to see want it no and then shadows. like. Cut it off gonna, and run away. I'm gonna fix it. I'm gonna cut it off. I'm gonna just get <laughs> it, like, nip it in the bud and move on. <laughs> so I struggle with workaholic, you know, being workaholic. Yep. So yeah, yep, that's that's is that your biggest shadow? You think? Oh no, no. <laughs> I, I my wife tells me I have two emotions, and this is gonna show why I'm not at all um, an expert on this. But I have two emotions. I'm extremely happy or angry, and mm-hmm. part of me feels like that's unhealthy. Maybe. <laughs> or maybe everybody else is unhealthy. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm more extremely happy than I'm angry, so I feel like that's a win. <laughs> My wife also I, says the same <laughs> thing to me, so I don't know if I can comment because I'm like, I mean, yeah, I agree. Like, happy or angry, what else is there to feel? <laughs> Actually, so we talked about this um, on our last episode, and I want to say it to your face since you're here, Molly. Oh, my okay? God, I'm so scared. Molly sent us this. We we should have posted a picture of this when you're listening. So if you've seen this picture, go back and look at it. Or if you haven't seen it, there's this picture. Of this. It's like a color wheel, but it has all these emotions on it. The right? feeling circle. The feeling circle. And and it's so funny to me. I When I look at it, I'm feeling nothing. I'm like neutral. And then I look at it and I just get angry. <laughs> and then I'm like, this is like the only circle. time I feel anxiety. <laughs> I just feel like I'm anxious immediately. Like, oh man. So. I mean, I look at these emotions. There's and so again, much to unpack here. Like, like, we described it in the last episode, but like, there's so many emotions that I'm like, I didn't even know it was possible for people to feel these things. And so then 
it starts making me think like, oh man, am I broken? Like I've never felt this feeling in my life. And I don't even I don't know what half the words mean. So my, my daughter uh, speaks Russian uh, as her first language. And so we used it as to teach English. And she'd be like, what's this word mean? And I was all like, I don't even know what that, let alone what it feels like. I don't even know what that is. So. And then on the anger, now the anger I can relate yeah. to. <laughs> the anger, I'm like, oh, I'm there, I'm there. But then uh, again, Sarah asked me one time. She's like, well, when you say you're angry, which of these do you feel? Because that's just the that's first priority. Question. And I said all of them. <laughs> like, like, me and me and Nate are both eights thing. on the Enneagram. Obviously, I was so. just gonna bring up the Enneagram. Nate oh. always calls me the Enneagram expert on our staff, True. but like. If you guys know the Enneagram, the three people sitting in this room right now are all in the gut triad, mm. so we're all angry all the time. Yeah. Usually at each other, but no. I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I mean, it is it is just so interesting that, like, when you start thinking about your emotions, um, this this is what I think has been mind-blowing to me is that, like, I I usually don't pay attention to, like, it just pops up and I, and I react or whatever but like this whole meta thing where like i've started to pay attention to things i'm thinking things i'm feeling how i react towards that it's been messing with my mind well i didn't know you could actually do things to control your emotions i always thought emotions were reactionary like i can't help me getting angry because you're an idiot i did not know you could do things and be emotionally healthy before you even get to those situations to not lash out Mm -hmm. and that's a new thing that i'm just learning in the last few months to be honest with you so i'm glad i'm on this podcast teaching other people (laughs) about this um but it's been really good for me to open my eyes of what are we doing on daily just if it's being calm or peaceful or for you know seeking help or counseling or whatever we have to do you can do those things before you get angry and that mm-hmm. will help you. And I had no idea that that was even a thing. I'm curious, like, um, so I've been discovering the same thing. What are, what are some of those things for you? And I don't know if there's overlap here, but like that actually is part of what finally pushed me towards going to counseling <laughs> that I was like, I can like, part of it is like, I can talk to this counselor and I can get a lot of stuff out on this third party that like I'm not going to see again for a week and like is not involved in any other area of my life. That's been super helpful for me. But also having an outside opinion on things being like, oh, Nate, you know, should you really have been gotten that mad about something? Or like It's just been extremely helpful. So that was one thing that motivated. But then also like is so silly. I feel like just basic level stuff but like i started paying attention like i should go to bed (laughs) i should exercise i should like all these things impact but what about for you tyler um like you're learning some of that stuff what are some of the things that like you can do even before you get to the emotion um i think i'm in the process of figuring out what that is honest like i don't know if i have an answer um i I became aware of it when my wife said this, and it was really true for me. She said, it's not really that you have problems like you do. You have loads of problems, Tyler, but you cannot connect to somebody else who is hurting on a deeper level because you don't feel those emotions. And for me, I was like, I don't feel sadness. That's not a bad thing. I'm not sad. (laughs) Why would I want to go to counseling to be sad? That's literally what I was telling my wife. I was like, why would I want to go to counseling to be sad? That sounds horrible. I'm like, to cry. Like, I'm extremely happy most of the time. Who would sign up to feel all these other emotions that are bad? And she said, well, it's because you lack empathy because you can't feel sad towards other people. And that rocked me because literally what we do for a job is to help people not only become who they want to be and who they're called to be, but really to even know where they're at currently. And they can't do that without actually looking inside and looking Mm. at their emotions, all this kind of stuff. And so, um, and to sit with people in their pain and be able to help them process that. I can't even process sometimes in my own life, let alone with somebody else. So that like rocked me because I was like, 
wow, that's like everything. Not only my job, it's everything I want to do and be. Mm-hmm. And so I don't even know if I have an answer of what I'm doing. Um, once again, counseling is also one of that. It's on a to-do list of things and it's like eighth and it's on. <laughs> my wife tells me every day, did you call the counselor? And I'm like, yeah, it's on my to-do list. And it's been <laughs> about three weeks now. So even going to counseling has been something that's become another thing I have to do, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I think most people who are listening are on board with. I'm a great because I represent most of the population, mm-hmm. I feel like, of maybe unhealthy people. But that's why I'm here. So I mean, it totally is with Molly. I'm coming to you next. But like with counseling, it is one of the things that like it's so funny because most people um, like that I think are in our generation and listening. Like I think like most of us are on board with the idea of counseling. It's like like that stigma is changing. But that's like in general popular, <laughs> like, like you know. But when it's like you need to go count, okay. Well, I mean, like I'm fine. Like, yeah, yeah. No, it's good. You're going to counseling. Everybody praises the other person, but like me going, exactly. I don't, I'll be like, you going to counseling? That's super that's, healthy. It's yeah, way to go. Yeah. Like, when's your counseling appointment? Like, oh, it's coming up. I've literally been telling people like for a month now. Like, yeah, I'm signing up for counseling. <laughs> I'm the biggest hypocrite when it comes to this. I've signed up for my friends for counseling. Nice. Like in the past year, and I was laughing at you were like, it's been on my to do list for three weeks. Like, mine's been on my to do list probably for a year and a half. Well, and you're I'm way worse like- than me. Well, well, we know who's the problem in the circle. Great. Love it. I will say one of the things that, that, that makes me feel a little better is so again, being a hypocrite. I, I mean, I studied this stuff, and I oh, was same. like, you know, right? And like, and, and I was planning on like being the counselor, and, and so like I studied it and love it tell people to go all the time because they need it but then when it was me i mean it took me years too and it mm-hmm. i mean i talked about it um but one of the things that makes me feel better too is that all my friends that i have that i studied with and that they're all counselors now or psychologists and stuff they're in the same boat as oh, us absolutely. So I'm like, which i don't know if that makes me feel better or not the professionals <laughs> are in here with us um yeah, do, do counselors go to counselors? oh yeah oh they have to have uh, special counselors who counsel mm, counselors wow. yeah Oh yeah, I didn't know this. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, Renee Brown talks about it all the time. Yeah, and like, I mean, I've talked to some of them. I won't throw them under the bus. Do it. But this like, is what this is all about. Just throw, who's the most unhealthy? But, but I've talked to them, and they've been like, they do the exact same thing that we do, that people do to them, where they like, no, email a counselor, and the counselor will be like, yeah, 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 I set up for this time, and then they just ignore them and go, and <laughs> not go. Well, this is why I'm excited about this conversation because I feel like. Like I said, we could come in and be like, we're experts. This is what you should do. This is what I do to get healthy. But I don't think that's reaching hardly any of the po- – like 5% of the population is doing that well, and that's great. I They don't even need to listen to this podcast. I want to be a voice for people that says, I hate this. I don't like it. I, I, I value it and yet still don't do it, which maybe shows you that I don't mm-hmm. value it. But I want to be held accountable. I need community around me to say this is what you're going to do because you need it. And so I'm hoping this podcast in some way – we can relate to people. They can say, I'm mm-hmm. totally in that boat. And then I'm still saying, I need help. I need counseling. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to circle back to that. Need, maybe you need help. And you need counseling. <laughs> <laughs> we'll circle back to that in a second. Molly, we've been talking a lot. Uh, I know you have thoughts. What do you want to say? I feel like both of you are going to like hate this answer. But where I'm at with emotional health for myself right now, and I've been in this place for a year and a half. Um, I'm just still trying to like expand my emotional vocabulary, which is like why I sent you guys the feelings wheel Mm -hmm. of, I don't do this every morning, but I have a goal of doing it every morning of getting up. And the first thing I do is journal, um, and like identify on the feelings wheel, what I'm feeling just to like 
help me expand my emotional vocabulary because when people ask me how I'm feeling, I rarely have an answer. Like Mm -hmm. I do not know moment to moment. And so I think the first step in that is just like identifying, like taking the time and it does take time to identify what is I'm feeling. And I have literally been in that space consistently (laughs) for a year and a half, like still trying to identify what it is I'm feeling. Yeah, that sounds terrible. (laughs) Every morning I feel the exact same. I feel great. It's going to be a great day. I don't. I, I do. I don't I, believe I that that's true. I will 100%. Even when I'm really tired, if you ask Tyler, how are you? I think I like, I'm mean, unless I like, I'm late and I'm running around and I missed my coffee. Like that's different, but like that's not as, like, let's be honest, I never miss my coffee. It's, it's there every morning. I, <laughs> I, 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 that's I mean, you're too. late, yeah. but you're not yeah, missing I'm late your coffee. All the time. But even that doesn't bother me now because I'm late all the time. So like I do, I feel <laughs> Once again, it may not be healthy. I'm reactionary. I'm great because nothing has really happened that day. I don't wake up angry. I don't wake up sad. I don't wake up. And once again, maybe this is because I'm completely not aware of my emotions. But mm-hmm. every morning, I wake up the exact same. I'm like, dang, I'm tired. No, I'm going to crush today. That's literally <laughs> what I think about every single day. <laughs> so, and I'm happy. So Until something, something bad happens. And I hit traffic and I hit all of it. And that's where all the my unhealthiness comes from. But so, that's where I feel like you're, what you're actually feeling comes out in those moments when you're inconvenienced. Yeah, I do believe that. I do believe I a hundred percent when bad things happen or just even little things, little, it does expose who you are and where you're at emotionally. But if you ask me how I'm doing in that moment, I would say I'm happy, but I think there's something deeper. I just, maybe I'm just not getting deeper into my emotions. Mm-hmm. I hundred percent agree with that. But. So here's something interesting that I'm curious your takes on, because when we were talking, to, uh, when I was talking with uh, Emma and Sarah, this came up, they're like, we keep talking about emotional health. And like, the thing is, just, I think, I think, and you guys disagree, but I think like any health, like there's some parts that like maybe are objective, but then there's also some subjectivity to it. And I was thinking about, I was actually thinking about uh, your sister and brother-in-law that like their definition of healthy is very different than my definition of physical health. Right. Yeah, and so like, like bodybuilders. Yeah. And ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. And so like think like they're like, that's beyond healthy to me. Like, they have, like, I'm, like clean like, their water. I didn't know anything was wrong with our water. <laughs> Like, so like (laughs) definition of health and be different. And I'm wondering if that holds true with emotional health, that like that there's some parts of it that like, I mean, again, where they can get in trouble is that like, if, if you have no problem just running people over and you're like, oh, that's fine. Like that's not emotionally healthy. And so I'm wondering where the standard comes, um, for emotional health. Like, how do you know when you're emotionally healthy? Cause like, as the thing is that like, if you ask me, what, again, the definition of physical health, like, I could tell you something. I do. I feel like it's whatever you – if you can't achieve what you want to be because of your emotional health getting in the way, I think that's – Yep. Like, I don't know anybody that's like, I want to be completely out of control and be con- – like, Be and controlled be, by and my And be controlled emotions. by my emotions and have no control of what's happening mm-hmm. in life. Like, I don't know. Even the worst of people – would still be like, they would just think they're in control, but I'd be like, you're clearly not. Mm-hmm. Like, no one wakes up and says, I can't wait to be miserable today. Now, they may accept that because that's what they think life is, but that's not their goal. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm completely wrong. You can write in and give Nate some feedback on this. <laughs> but I don't, I think if your mental health is keeping you from literally living the life that you want to not only do, but be, I mean, being and doing is completely, like, I think, tied to emotional health completely. But if you cannot be the person you were created to be because of emotional health, Mm-hmm. that's when you have a problem mm-hmm. and you're unhealthy what do you think Molly 
I? Which I think there's level between each person, by the way. I do think there's there's not a standard. It's just I think each yeah. person is different. I think Tyler touched on this earlier, but being emotionally healthy means that you can sit with someone else and what they're going through and like experience empathy and maybe not like if someone's having a horrible day, that doesn't mean that because you experience empathy, your day has to be horrible, but you should be able to like feel that with them and sit with them. And like, I think for me being emotionally healthy means that I can celebrate well with people Mm -hmm. when they're joyful, but I can also lament well with people who are having hard times. And I want I want to do both of those things really well because I myself am healthy. Could you do that and not be unhealthy? Because I know a lot of people that just feel so much. Because you can feel so much emotionally and still be completely unhealthy. Like I know all kinds of people. Like they just feel <laughs> everything, and I'm like, I don't want that to be the goal either. Maybe I'm wrong, but like, could you feel and be so aware of people's emotions and still be incredibly unhealthy emotionally? I think you can, but I don't think feeling less is my goal. So for me, this is maybe this has a whole nother dynamic to it, but this is where for me, my spiritual health and this kind of intersect because you're both touching on these things. But even what you said there, Molly, that like you want to be able to celebrate well and like lament well or be sad well with people and stuff, you know, somebody listening or, or even me, like I'd ask like, well, why is that? And, and I, pardon me, like I know you, so I know the answer why, but like, cause I have the same thing, but why do I want to do that? For me, the reason I want to celebrate well, and I don't want my emotions getting way back in that comes to like spiritually what I believe. Right. And, and then that comes to where Tyler, what you were saying that like, you know, if your emotions are getting in the way of the life you want to live, or the life you want to lead, like, and again, that's me, like, I've chosen, personally, that, like, I want a life that, like, you know, models to the best of my ability, Jesus, and, like, and I use that as a standard for my life, well, my emotions have a ton to do with that life, right, and so, again, for you listening, you might be, you know, wherever you're at, like, but these are the questions, I think, and ask, like, what is emotionally healthy look like, and if you've never asked that, like, I mean, it can, you're you can just be shooting for for my standard or Tyler's standard or Molly's standard, and that may not be it. Like like this is something to to be wrestled with. Well, and I'll say, I think that's an assumption because even before, I don't think I would agree with that. Your emotional health does impact you becoming like Jesus, and I don't mm-hmm. think before I would even even said that. I would have said what I do and who I am maybe connects mm-hmm. to Jesus, but I don't think that's an assumption that everybody even believes is that your emotional health is so vital for you to live out the best life possible. Oh, I agree. I mean, I think previous version of Nate wouldn't have agreed with that. Yeah, pre, like, previous pre- version of Nate's the worst. Past Nate. He's the worst. Past Nate. I want. I wanted to go to this, though, too, because uh, you started to touch on this, Tyler, and, and I would love uh, to hear some more thoughts on this. So, like, I can imagine there's somebody listening right now that is like, I love Tyler. I love Nate. Molly, she's good too. Everybody. Um, you beat everybody. <laughs> but, Molly's fine. But, but no, that like, but emotions, they're just not my thing, right? And and like, and and I'm proud that they've even made it this far into the podcast, right? They're like talking about emotions. And I know that uh, past Tyler maybe would have been one of those people, maybe even maybe current, current Tyler. Tyler. Yeah, I was going to say, this feels pretty current. Um, But like, I wanted us to open up like, why, why do we think that this is something important to talk about. And we've been touching on that some, but like somebody that's on the fence or that is like, you know, just 
they're like again i'm shocked that they've made it this far but you're thinking like man emotions like who cares like i feel happy or mad or i feel happy like why do you think that talking about emotions is important i have a lot of thoughts on this it's exactly how i feel about the church in a lot of ways so let me let me me give this comparison real quick i feel like people hate church not because they hate jesus but because the way the church does church i get super (laughs) I don't know if that should be the hot take. Thank you so much. But I do. I think people ride off church or Jesus because of how people, they make it Mm -hmm. super feminine and um, singing songs and sharing emotions and all that stuff super positive, but that's the only thing they talk about with what church is. And it's not community and love and sacrifice and peace. That's not feminine, but okay. Well, I'm just saying the, well, we're not going to get it. That's another whole podcast (laughs) for a different day. (laughs) I also think the other side is same with emotions. Like if you say emotional health is me sitting around a circle sharing my feelings, I'm not going to do it. That's dumb. Mm-hmm. That sounds horrible. And I'm not even, it's not even going to help. It's just going to be venting and then I'm going to go away just more angry. But if emotional health is tied to accountability and me, you know, drinking a beer and being able to talk about things that are real and not mm-hmm. having to sit in a circle and sing songs like that's, I just feel like we have the wrong idea of what emotional health is. And I think, I'm not signing up for any kind of just sitting in a circle and sharing my feelings and people saying, you matter. That sounds horrible to me. <laughs> Maybe Nate just, loves that. Just singing songs in old hands. No, um, I do not love that. <laughs> but I do think we need to figure out what emotional health looks like for, I don't want to say normal people, because I think everybody has a different, there's no normal. Everybody has different, and I think you need to figure out a healthy way to do it where it fits your um, where you can be vulnerable, where you can be held accountable, where people can look you in the eye and say, there's something majorly wrong with you and we're going to help you through this. And yet it doesn't have to be super, um, I don't know what the word I'm just, I don't know, it's not fun because it's not supposed to be fun. It's supposed <laughs> to just be um, inviting for anybody to do it. I mm-hmm. just feel like, and it's going to look different. I think we also cookie cutter what emotional health is. Like this is what you have to do. And I hate that. That's why I hate reading books on emotional health because they make it sound like this is what you have to do to be emotional healthy. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, except, I'm except not that ever. I don't do that. Yeah. that. And that would make it worse for me. And so I do think it's different with everybody. It will involve rest of some sort. Cause I do think it's good to take a break. I do agree with that one. That one's pretty universal, mm-hmm. but even rest is going to look completely different for them, Molly than for me. And I think that is what, I get so angry about emotional health. When they're like, just tell me your feelings. You know, <laughs> F you, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> hey, you, uh, you filtered yourself there. That, that, uh, that, was, that, was I, that was a lot right of things I wanted to say. Right before we hit record, he was like, can I cuss on this podcast? I'm like, I don't know. That's an eight question. I don't care. Uh, Molly, what do you think? Why, why is emotional health important? Why, you know, again, yeah. I mean, I can only speak from my experience. Um, to be more like Jesus, I had to address my emotional health because mm-hmm. I am some, I'm not like Tyler. I'm someone who feels so intensely and so deeply um, that it, it does affect every part of my day. And so uh, I was, again, before we record, I was talking about kind of um, the past two years of my life. Um, I've probably, I'm young, so this is like going to be dramatic, <laughs> but have probably been like the hardest years of my life and my emotional health um, and just like the unhealth um, that was sitting there, I had no choice but to face Mm. it. Um, And like I had the choice to stay in that unhealth or try to do something about it. Um, 
and I chose to try to do something about it. Mm. And I think that that made me more like Jesus and a better person. And it built my character more than anything else has so far in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of things, uh, I'm going to steal from a little bit of both of you because I, uh, I resonate with Classic. a little bit of both of what you said that like that one, Tyler, I agree. Like so much how we talk about emotional health. And this is probably why I didn't go to counseling for years when I know I probably should. And I'm like, I, I mean, again, even in this conversation, how are you feeling? I don't know. Angry. Like it's anger or happiness. I don't know how else to talk about it. And, and I don't really want to. And I think I'm fine. Um, and so that's definitely part of it. But I think Molly, what you started to touch on is where I think a lot of people are at currently that like coming out of, I mean, and we're still in it in different parts of this country, but like coming out of just everything that happened in 2020 there, you, in a lot of ways, emotions were just fluctuating all over the place. And, uh, and you could stuff them down like, like I did. Um, and, but like, then they're, then they're there. You're gonna, at some point, I think a lot of people, maybe more than ever were forced to face their emotions. And now that we're kind of coming out of that, you're left with this, like, what do I do with this? And, and that's where I think a lot of people are at. And, and again, it's one of those things that like we kind of celebrate and other people talking about, but personally it, it can be a lot of work. And, and, and not a lot of fun. And, and like, and it usually results in like, you have to change things or you have to address things. That's any health, like to get healthier, you have to like put work in and that's just, and, and that's, that's hard. But again, similar to you, Molly, the, the, like part of what I realized is that like, there are things, there are things that ultimately I wanted in life that were like big life dreams or goals that, I hadn't paid attention to the emotional state or the mental state of my life that they, that they were getting in the way of me getting there. And that's what like ultimately like kind of forced me into it. I'm like, okay, if I really want to end up at this place and my emotional health is what's getting in the way, I have to address this or <laughs> just give up on that dream because it's not going to happen. And that'd be a tough place to come to. Uh, again, not fun, but uh, but definitely definitely one that I certainly came to. Well, and I also say culture doesn't celebrate emotional health. So if you think about it, it's different than physical health. I f- Our culture is very much fast paced, eating out, you know, eating unhealthy, all that. But in the same way, you getting physically healthy, everyone celebrates that. No one like you lose a ton of weight, you get yeah, you look start to look good. No one's all like yeah, you need to stop that. They're like that's what we praise and value in our yep. culture. You do not do that in our emotional health. If you say. I mean, we were just at church the other day, and they said, we don't celebrate someone saying, man, I took a nap last Sunday. I mean, like, that's great. It's more like, you didn't have anything Bum. to do. Yeah, like, <laughs> you, have, you have two kids, and you should be mowing the lawn, and you should have a, a job. And we don't celebrate vacations. We don't, like, mm-hmm. if someone says, I mean, my, even myself, somebody goes on a really extravagant vacation, my first thought is like, oh, man, job must be nice. You can just take <laughs> off when you want. And, and I just, we're, we're fighting in a completely different culture when it mm-hmm. comes to emotional health. Even in the church, it's not like the church is doing it well either. I think we celebrate people working hard, and um, I want to value that. That's that's the biggest tension with emotional health. I do. My, I come from a family that works hard. We we try to succeed at everything we do. I feel like emotional health gets in the way of that, and it should be the opposite. That allows you to do more and be with people more. But I've never valued that in our family culture because that's not how I grew up. It's not how the culture we live mm-hmm. in is. So we're fighting so many battles when we talk about emotional health, not just our own feelings. You know, you know, it, I just listened to um, a leadership podcast that was talking about that, that like, 
as a as a leader and anybody but like especially as a leader like you have to understand some of how you operate and like the best times for you and you just when you're emotionally feeling things or like when you get your best work done and then do your best to schedule your calendar around that and i was just thinking about how like that's not something i think i've ever heard or been taught before because like we have pretty cookie cutter things in our society that's like nine to five that's when you get work done and like and it's so funny like again with what we do i still feel it so deeply we will be out until 11 o'clock at night midnight and there's something deep in me that's like nine o'clock i gotta be working again which is like makes no sense when you write it out and evaluate it but something deep in me is like 8 30 i'm like oh my gosh i gotta leave because like i gotta get to work so i was working till i was working nine hours yeah, ago. My, my biggest fear is someone calling me at eight being like, like you still sleeping what's going on I'm like well i've been up for an hour <laughs> studying and Praying. <laughs> but like but where do, i mean i know where it comes from is our society but like i was working till midnight last night and i still feel this big drive that i've got to be at work at nine or you know my fear is not only somebody tyler's gonna call me Truly, but i'm I like do. but tyler's still I don't no, tyler most. normally calls me at like 11 at night because that's when he's working and i'm a morning person so yeah. Yeah. And and I just I think it's just so interesting that like if if you've not thought about these things and I hope that that's what what this podcast is for you or this episode is it like starting to think of these things. Any uh any final thoughts from you guys? You got to speak now forever hold your peace. There's so many thoughts honestly. Um <laughs> I do I try to think of the things that I should like filter cuz I I do think I even have a negative view towards emotional health because of so many people doing it badly. Like I don't mm-hmm. want to be a person that all of a sudden is just so emotional that cuz I thought I said I was saying before. You can be get so emotional you can't function throughout the day. And mm-hmm. I don't want to be that where I'm constantly going through these mood swings of high and then super low to super high like you really want to tick me off those people. I just cannot, like, it's exhausting for me and I don't even have those feelings. It's just, it's so bad. Like I'm, I'm like an hour ago, you were just saying you're having the best day ever. How is today? Like I don't, What's so like, changed? yeah, so I don't know the balance. I guess that's the hardest thing is that there is no like working out. I can give you a workout plan and I can mm-hmm. help you get strong. Not that I know how to do that. My sister can get a workout plan to help you get strong, <laughs> but with emotional health, I don't think there's a plan that you can give me or to somebody else to do this well. Mm-hmm. And if there is, you should give it to me because that's my biggest frustration with emotional health is it's so personalized to somebody else. And what's emotional health to me may not be emotion. I guess maybe that's, maybe that's the hot take. Maybe that's not true. Maybe there isn't a standard and I'm just way off on it, but I don't want your standard. I want my standard. I don't want it. Well, no, I mean, I think that's exactly it is that there isn't a universal standard. There might be a Tyler standard, but, but like you can't then Im- impose that on somebody else. I guess I know what I don't want. That's all I know about emotional health. I know a lot of people. I'm like, I don't want to be like them. <laughs> and I don't think, I, I know it sounds horrible, but I do. I'm like, but no, that's not true. There's, there's certain people. I was just telling the staff earlier today. There are people that can be calm in the midst of chaos. And I don't know if that's emotional health as personality. And that's what I'm also trying to tease out is, could I be that? Because I, if you know anything about me, I'm, High, strong, I'm everywhere, I'm mm-hmm. running around. I love that. I love the chaotic. But when 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 stress hits, I would love – I love when people are just super calm. And they calm me down, and I'm like, I want to be that kind of presence. And I'm wondering if that's emotional health or personality, and can you do that? Can I be a person that does that? Mm. I, don't, I don't have a clue. 
because that's not me in the midst of chaos. If you went to a counselor, you might figure that out. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just I love having these conversations, especially with me and Tyler, because on almost every topic we disagree and are opposites. And I come out of every conversation like with one of our core values, better together. Of like somewhere in the middle is the best option of where Tyler and I are at. On most things. But even then, Jesus is I'm never at, in the middle. <laughs> but Jesus is never in the middle. Jesus was extreme in everything he did. And I feel like we always say the middle is where we want to be. But I don't know if the middle is where we want. I want to be extremely not affected by my emotions, but extremely emotional. I don't know how to get that. <laughs> Seriously, that's I literally, that's what I, I want to live both extremes well. And that's not in the middle. Does that make sense? Like, I want to be able to feel people's emotions and not be controlled by my like emotions. I feel like that's the definition of the middle. Okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe. But anyway. Yeah, these are my, these are my the thoughts. The middle of two extremes is the middle. Yeah, but it's, that makes it feel like... You like, don't want to compromise on either side. You don't. One. I don't want to compromise okay. on either yeah. side. And no. I want to... And I don't... I've never met a person that does this super, super well. I'll be honest. That's why I'm frustrated about it. Except in the midst of chaos, there's some people that are calm. But... That's one ad. That's like one situation I can look, point mm-hmm. at and say that's what I want to be. But that's still not. I mean, you could be yeah. extremely unhealthy and still be calm. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I. I mean. I know. Like as I'm just you thinking about like feeling everything well, uh, and then you know being calm. Like I do know for me, part of where this is where prayer comes in is that like prayer and counseling. But but prayer is the ongoing one that like I. It's a way for me to feel, and again, it's usually anger, but uh, that I can feel that anger and I can get it out and nobody knows. Um, And I think that's probably part of why we see Jesus like constantly going off by himself. I always wonder what those prayers were like when he's off by himself. Like, you think he prayed like just, there had to be times where he's like, I don't know, he was about to die on the cross and his prayer is pretty mild from what I heard about the scripture. He's like, y'all, I don't want to do this, but I'll do it. He was crying blood. He was sweating blood. Like, that's not mild. That's That's like, he had to have been on there like, God, seriously, we let Peter in the last fight. Like, it wouldn't be Andrew because he's the man. Oh my God. Like, like, you I know, think the I last had, thing Jesus would do is uh, offer up one of his disciples. Yeah, that's but. true. We are probably give it really <laughs> bad enough advice. But. <laughs> See, I'm sorry. That, that's, that's that seems extra like biblical. showing I'm his, his shadow. But whatever. I'm just saying, like, uh, anyway. like He was pleading for it to not happen. He was. That's true. I, I'm just wondering, like, what his prayers were about, like, just him and God. Because I know what mine are like. And I guess that is true. It's being, feeling emotion and just feeling it deeply and then not letting it show and being peaceful i don't know that's not even that's not what jesus did either though i I feel like we have so many examples of emotional prayers and psalms of like david and i i'm pretty confident that jesus would have prayed those prayers as well Mm -hmm. like growing up jewish he would have guys i resonate with jesus being turning over tables in the temple yeah I, I get Which that. Is one, some, some people, one side of Jesus. yes, some people are like, I don't understand that at all. I'm like, oh my, that's, that's the side that I'm like, totally understand. I don't understand. The problem uh, is, I want to do that every day. Yeah. The, <laughs> I don't understand the forgiving your enemy because that's the opposite of that. I mean, that's the, that's peace in the midst of chaos. That's in the midst of being hurt and broken, extending love and grace. And that's bewildering to me in a lot of ways. I want to be that person, but that's, mm-hmm. I don't resonate. So I did. Jesus did so well, and I don't understand. When is it okay to let your emotions out and be angry and let people know you're angry mm-hmm. and also be in that time of 
being calm and peaceful in the midst of that. Mm-hmm. I, I see both sides of Jesus, and I would say, obviously, Jesus is the epitome of emotional health. So I don't know what that even looks like. And I'm not here to give answers. I'm here to I know figure it out and process and let, invite people into the process with us. But that is exactly what I struggle with the emotional health is I don't know exactly what a good emotional person looks like because I don't see very many of them. Because you usually, again, you usually see only one side. And it's typically the side that's like, be calm and be nice and act like everything's good. And as somebody that doesn't gravitate towards that, I'm like, I mean, one, Jesus was flipping the tables and two, like I got, I mean. Once again, is that a personality thing or is that an emotional health thing? I don't know. But like, but again, like, like we, we, we tend to teach in just one direction. Like, I mean, I never forget part of why I love the Enneagram. I think I've told you this before. Wow, he just said he loves the Enneagram. I do. Well, I love the book that I read. I don't know about the way some other people use it still (laughs) makes me mad, but the way that, uh, that, um, I'm blanking on the book's name, but, um, the road back to you, the The way they talk about it. This is the first time part of, part of what this literally changed my life is it is the first time I read from some Christian leaders that they talked about the anger that I feel as being a gift and how it like there's healthy and unhealthy. And it was the first time I ever heard talked about that because obviously I know there's healthy and unhealthy, but I have pretty much my whole life heard from the church it's just unhealthy that anger is a bad emotion and that you shouldn't have it, and and like and it's not praised. It's never praised. Like it's always like you know just you know don't have it. Like repent of it, give it to God, whatever and stuff. But it's the first time that I read about how this this. Again, the thing that's just natural to me that like wanting to challenge and and really it comes from wanting things to be better is the first time I read about it being praised, and so I think about that very often that like that's just one aspect and it's personal to me, but I wonder how for how many other people and their relationships with church that like something similar that like their personality predisposed them to um to certain emotions that like they were like seen as like, oh no, just shove that down or don't have that. Or maybe even even is bad to even overemphasize it. They're like, oh great. Cause like, you know, praising one thing over the other and like, you always have to be that. Um, so I don't know. I, I mean, I'm just agreeing with you. I don't have any answers there. I'm just saying I don't feel like I've ever seen super healthy <laughs> examples uh, other than Jesus. And maybe that's just because there aren't any. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think Jesus was an eight, though. I'm just saying. I'm just throwing <laughs> that out there. I, you know, I'm not That's, even touching that. Yeah. I'm sure they could figure that out. <laughs> they they know. do that with no. all kinds of historical leaders. I'm sure they. Maybe he's all of them. That's what makes I'm, him. I'm great. sure somebody has a has an opinion on that. Molly, how about you? Last word. Oh my gosh, I have so many closing thoughts, Nate. Um, first of all, I wanted to say that touch on something that you just talked about i don't think any emotion is good or bad mm-hmm. like they just are and i think all of them are from my beliefs i think all of them are gifts from god of like how mm-hmm. we can relate to him relate to ourselves and relate to others it's how we handle it or don't handle it that is good or bad mm-hmm. and that's the healthy unhealthy part um, cause I was also taught most of my life that anger is a bad mm-hmm. emotion and like being an Enneagram one, there's like the deep seated, like I am bad and everything I feel mm-hmm. is bad, like idea. Um, so like coming to terms with like whatever I'm feeling is not wrong. Um, it's just 
how I react to it that can be right or wrong or like Mm -hmm. unhealthy or healthy. Yeah. Um, That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Well, this has been something. Uh (laughs) (laughs) I realized that we're all messed up. That's what I realized in this conversation. I, you know, it's funny. Both episodes, that's what I've realized, which is why next week we're going to have my friend. His name's Eric, who is a licensed mental health counselor to just clean all this up for us and be like, well, here's guy. Or know. maybe we can teach him a thing. Or two. I don't know. I'm <laughs> oh feeling, feeling pretty confident over here. <laughs> Let's deal with his issues. Let's yeah, find out what's wrong with him. Well, I'm sure. Uh, no, I mean, I'm joking about fixing everything, but like he will offer. um from the mental health counselor side uh, point of view of things, I think he also helps some of us like break down some of the barriers that hold us back from counseling. I'm looking forward to talking to him about that. He is also maybe the only person that's a bigger Taylor Swift fan than I am. Wow. And so that is actually how we became friends. But uh, I'm sure you'll hear more That's about that. It is. It is. He. Uh, I don't want to ruin it, anything. You guys, you guys well, just Well, and listen. I do want to say for any students that are listening – the biggest thing I think that holds people back from actually seeking help is thinking that like these people won't understand or these people haven't figured out. And I, I hope if anything, this proves that we don't, and we, this is a process for all of us. We want to listen. We want to be there. We want to help you through a process as we go through the process. That's been the oldest thing. Like the biggest thing I've learned about our staff is that they don't have answers for me. They are next to me saying, let's do this together. And that's enlightening for me. And I think that's been the biggest thing with my mental health. For sure. Like Molly said, we're better together. So let's let let's continue on that journey together and continue figuring this out. But in the meantime, Tyler, Tyler, you want to let them know what they need to do? Yeah, you guys, you guys need to stay awesome. Stay awesome. Woo!